1: Friday morning, it's breakfast time. Dairy breakfast underway. Well, they will be in Marshfield in about six minutes. The Dairy Fest breakfast kicking off the dairy breakfast season in Wisconsin. As uh, we'll be over there a little bit later on. But first of all, we had to stay home and do the chores. As we mentioned, Jill has uh, her daughter's wedding tomorrow. So it took some days off to get ready for that. And uh, good for her. Hopefully, it will be a good wedding. They're the wedding on the farm down there in Portage. Hopefully, Mother Nature will cooperate. But back home at the shank of the day, lots of chores to do. We'll talk about the dairy breakfast list. As we said, number one. Starting here in about 5 minutes, 5 o'clock or so, over there at the Central Wisconsin State Fairgrounds in Marshfield. If you're around that area, stop in for breakfast. It should be a beautiful day today for breakfast. So, uh, again, get out and enjoy June in Wisconsin. Also, a horse pull tomorrow down at Mondovi. The Midwest horse pullers will be there about 1 o'clock. The DNR has their free weekend, so the state parks will all be open. No sticker needed Free fishing, you can fish for nothing, no license needed, just follow the bag limits and that sort of stuff. And of course, all those state trails, you want to ride your bike or your hike on the state trails, no passes needed this weekend. So, no reason not to get out with the breakfast and all the activities around the state that we can do. We'll take a look at the markets. Brewers won last night, what a win! They had 4-1 to one in the ninth inning and they ended up winning 5-4. to four. Wow, what a game. And uh, I heard that game. I turned it on. I was over at Carson Park watching high school baseball. North won a game. Memorial won a game in overtime against River Falls. Softball was going on. I didn't see any of that. But uh, great high school baseball and softball around the area. And uh, in case you're wondering, if you're going down to Milwaukee tonight to see the Brewers play. You get a special treat. The Loyal High School Choir is going to sing the national anthem At American Family Field before the Brewers game. So we got lots to talk about this morning. Talk about bird flu and we'll talk about wine. Yeah, wine and dairy month. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's going to be quite an industry here in Wisconsin and around the country. And to top it all off, Brent Wink will be here. Brent will cover the crops this morning, courtesy of Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land Lakes. He'll bring us an update on what he's been seeing out in the fields. It's a busy morning here at Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed
2: you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And any way you can get
1: cheaper gas, go for it. Because, again, I checked the barrel prices, the oil barrel prices, much as I checked corn and soybeans now. July crude oil. Up forty one yesterday, $116.67. But there have been reports that Saudi Arabia and some of those oil-producing countries are going to step up production in the wake of what's going on with Russian oil being rejected around the world. So we'll see what happens. But, boy, it's expensive right now. Well, beautiful day today is well, a weather brought to you by Markward Motors. You know, Markward has the area's largest pre owned inventory with pre owned selections arriving daily. Check them out, markwardmotors.com or drive through the lots. Beautiful day today, 69 and sunny. Tomorrow, 68, Sunday, 74. Partly cloudy, Saturday and Sunday. A chance of some rain showers. Now, tomorrow, how far north they're going to come. Maybe to Eau Claire, but uh, not into Barron County, maybe, where the breakfast is going on tomorrow. So keep an eye on the sky. So there is that chance of rain over the weekend, 68 and 74. Monday, another chance of rain and 70, then partly cloudy on Tuesday, 72. It's 53 right now. And sit back and enjoy this. We're about a minute after 5 o'clock on a Friday morning at Wax as we're kicking off June Dairy Month, the breakfast month. But before we do any more, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Claire, the news.
3: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden says too many places in America have become killing fields and battlefields.
4: Standing there in that small town, I couldn't help but think there are too many other schools, too many other everyday places that have become killing fields.
3: During a primetime address last night from the White House, Biden said Congress must do something about rampant gun violence. He added, enough, enough, enough. More kids could be protected from coronavirus this month. The White House gave a date of June the 21st if the FDA approves the first vaccine for children under five. And Gay Days are back in Central Florida after a two-year hiatus due to the pandemic. The LGBTQ celebration started yesterday at Walt Disney World and will continue at other theme parks and nightclubs through Sunday. The goal is to create an inclusive atmosphere. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio.
2: Keep it at rural. Wax
1: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good day for... Hey, you got a hay down. Going to get it up 69 and sunny today, and I assume it'll be breezy or windy. It's been that way for Lord knows how long. But a nice day today. Tomorrow as we get to full speed ahead with dairy breakfast, partly cloudy, a chance of rain that far. Not sure. We'll check with Mike Dandry here in a little while about how far north that rain is going to come. I heard yesterday about to Eau Claire and the north of that. Probably not, but we'll see if that's been changed. 68 to high tomorrow. 74 on Sunday, partly cloudy. Monday, another chance of rain about 70. Partly cloudy Tuesday, 72. And then back to chance of rain on Wednesday, 68. So not good, warm, windy, sunny, hay and weather around here, that's for sure. A cool spot right now is down at Toma, 37. Medford's at 48. Wausau 57, Marshfield 51, 54 in La Crosse, Green Bay 56, Madison Sun Prairie at 54, in the Milwaukee area at 63, in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, we're 53 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural
2: Mutual
5: Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit ruralmutual.com/win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural
4: Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin
2: strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Seven minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax. Glad to have you along. Rural Rural Mutual Insurance, again, bringing us our market information and the Friday numbers for the cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers, 136 to 141.5. The choice heifers, 120 to 139. Choice-fed Holstein steers, 122 to 133.5. Cows, 75 to 97.5. The bulls, 97 to $1.09. Butcher hogs, 75 to 91 this week. Sows, 51 and a half to 55 and a half. The boars, 10 to 24. Sheep and lamb trade, old crop market lambs, 125 and down. No quote in the new crop. Feeder lambs a dollar twenty-five to two seventy-five in the sheep markets. ewes, eighty-five to one fifty-two and a half, and then in the goat market, small goats trading ten to one thirty-five, medium goats seventy-five to two eighty, and large goats one thirty-five to four dollars. Mercantile Exchange yesterday. Mostly higher on livestock futures. June live cattle one hundred thirty three sixty two up eighty-two. August one thirty four twelve up one twenty two. October one thirty nine sixty two up a seventy two. December cattle one forty five ninety up two fifteen. Feeder cattle for August one seventy two ninety five. That was up three twenty-two. September one seventy five forty seven up three dollars and seven cents. October up to 90. November 179.15 up to 57. And January 179.45 up to 55. Lean hog carcass contracts. June 110.05. That was up 25. July at 112.17. This is the only glitch in the markets. Down 25. And uh, that's the July hog contract. Then August back up again, 109.75, up 82. And October, 94.30, up 45. Board of Trade yesterday, soybeans were higher on some export sales, good demand for meal and oil, corn down on pressure from planting and uh, Ukrainian news, whatever that is, when the nut over there in Russia talks about, yeah, maybe we'll allow exports, or no, we won't if we don't lift the sanctions. So... Again, wheat is also up on thoughts that Russia will not allow those exports. I don't know how anybody can think Putin is a genius. He's a crazy man. This morning, July corn down a fraction at 729 on the board. The oats up a nickel at 658. Wheat up nine at 1067. And July soybeans down four to five at 1724 meal. Down a dollar thirty a ton at four hundred thirteen dollars and eighty cents. Barrel cheese down two and three quarters to twenty seven and a half. Blocks two twenty four and three quarters unchanged. Butter up another four and a half cents at two ninety three and a half Class three were mixed now June was lower down thirteen at twenty four thirty two then a little higher July up three cents at twenty four seventy three august up four at twenty four forty nine september up nine at twenty four thirty six october up six at twenty four eighteen and prices were up through January on the Class 3 prices. And that's a look at our markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurances. Ten minutes after five, sunny today. Should get uh, right around 70 degrees, upper 60. Should be a nice one. Agriculture. It's
2: a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
1: Report. Well, let's take a look at some of the news in the world of agriculture this morning, shall we? We've been talking about uh, dairy breakfast and hopefully by now you've found one in the area this weekend that you can attend. The June dairy breakfast season is already underway. The doors are open. It started about 5 o'clock this morning with the Marshfield Dairy Fest breakfast over at the Central Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. Tomorrow morning, breakfast at Veterans Park in Athens in Monroe County at Hawk High Dairy near Norwalk. Over in Portage County at the Edgewood Dairy Farm near Custer in New Auburn, the FFA alumni will have a breakfast at the New Auburn Main Park Pavilion up in Polk County at the Milltown Community Center and in Barron County at Rainbow Valley Dairy Farm just outside Elmina. And if you want more, there will be breakfast on Sunday put on by the Abbotsford FFA alumni at Ensign Rolling Acres near Dorchester, Another breakfast put on Sunday morning by the Stratford FFA alumni at the Country Air Ballroom with the Granton FFA alumni breakfast at the J.C. Walter Farm also on Sunday morning. Bon Appetit. Hopefully we got them all in the weekend uh, coming up here in our area, but uh, should be... Hopefully good weather for our dairy breakfast. And so far, this spring's outbreak of bird flu has meant the loss of over 38 million birds across the country. But that's still about 12 million fewer than when the disease hit the poultry industry in 2015. And poultry industry officials say there are other differences in the two outbreaks. In 2015, the disease was spread to the birds mostly through human contact. Back then, only 5% of the wild bird population carried the disease. Now this year, nearly 35% of the wild bird population carried and spread bird flu. Poultry officials also cite increased biosecurity in the industry for helping keep this year's outbreak much less than seven years ago. And you like wine? Well, a lot of people do, more and more all the time. And while the numbers of vineyards in our area and across the country is increasing, they still can't keep up with demand from U.S. wine drinkers. We're raising a bunch of winos around here. But new numbers show our wine imports went from 127 million gallons in 2020 to 456 million last year reaching $7.5 billion in value. That's just the imports. Now, most of our wine imports come from Italy and France. They account for about 50% of the volume and 75% of the value of those imports, and most of that wine does come from Italy. Wine imports are expected to reach $7.7 billion this year. So if you enjoy a glass of wine, chances are might be imported, but again, we've got a lot of great, great vineyards and wineries around here, so uh, take advantage of that, especially as the, uh, well, the summer driving season. I don't know how this is going to work with these gas prices where they are. I talked to my son, who's in the Army, I've told you about that. He's stationed out in Monterey, California, at the Defense Department Language Institute. I talked to him on Memorial Day, and I said, what are you doing? He said, well, <laughs> I just filled my car up with gas, and I had to come home and Sit down here because of the shock is what he mean? He said i paid five ninety five a gallon for gas on Monday in monterey, and he said that 's nothing my c o was in San Francisco he said, and he paid seven dollars and fifty cents a gallon for gas so yeah it 's not funny it 's really, really starting to pinch the pocketbook, but again, if you get out and enjoy our countryside to get to a dairy breakfast at least you 're on a mission. To uh, go to a dairy breakfast, or as we said, we got the horse pull tomorrow down in Mondovi at the Midnight Riders. And uh, lots of free weekend activities put on by the DNR. And don't forget to get, make your plans for Farm Tech Fest in Clark County, in the Loyal Area. Rustic Acres and uh, Rustic Occasions and Rail Acres, July 12th, 13th, and 14th. On the night of the 13th, and they'll step that step at Farm Tech Fest. That's Sawyer Brown. They'll be there Again, July 13th, starting, uh, I think gate's going to open about 4.30 across the road from Tenth City of uh, Farm Tech Days. Because at Tenth, as I've explained before, in the grounds of Tent City and the grounds of uh, Farm Tech Days, you can't have alcohol. But across the road, you're going to be in uh, Farm Tech Fest grounds. And you don't think they have alcohol in Clark County? You haven't spent much time over there. So you'll be able to wet your whistle at Farm Tech Fest, but get your tickets, www.farmtechfest.com. All right, coming up, we're going to find out what's going on. Storm's going through here. You got generators for backup power. We'll talk about that. Next, our uh, Stephanie is going to talk to some folks about how to make sure you got power if Mother Nature decides to shut
2: hers off. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: We've already seen this spring with uh, well, some tornadoes, some winds have knocked down trees and power poles that it pays to have a little backup power. Bob Oso here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And I know we've had power outages all over the state. And Stephanie, it's not a bad idea to have a little backup power around the operation.
6: That's exactly the message, Bob, that we're getting from electricians in the area. Whether it's heat, wind, thunderstorms, this is all severe weather we see in Wisconsin over the summer, and all of it can impact that electric grid on the farm. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jeff Malcook is a project manager at A1 Electric in Monroe. He walks us through what farms need to do to keep their operation power during severe weather, But first, Jeff says he's been seeing high demand for generators.
7: The demand has been outrageous the last two to three years for standby generators. People are finally deciding they want to get one, or they've figured out that their existing standby generator was built in the 70s and it's undersized, outdated, going to cost more to repair than it's worth. All of those factors are coming into play when it comes to the standby systems right now.
6: And when you talk price and supply chain, if someone is looking to do any kind of electrical work on the farm, whether it's upgrading, whether it's getting this generator, how long does it take to get those supplies in? Is the cost climbing too?
7: Costs are changing daily on the commodities, the pipe, the wire. They're leveling off. They're not as bad as they've been the last three months, but they're still changing. As far as supply chains, it all depends on what you want and whether somebody else wants the same thing, not just in Monroe or Greene County, but we've reached the point that it's pretty much in the United States.
6: Walk me through what are those the biggest problems that, fa- that farmers face when it comes to weather and electricity?
7: The biggest problems are the power never goes out when you're doing nothing on a farm. The power always seems to go out. You're in the middle of milking, you're in the middle of any process on the farm, and you get the generator out or you fire the generator up for the first time of the year and either the transfer switch doesn't work or the generator doesn't work or you've got another issue somewhere you didn't know about, and from there, then it turns into an emergency. Those are the biggest ones. Like I say, just making sure that your generator, if you're you're running one that's PTO-driven, Have it looked at once in a while. Every year would be great, but every couple years at least, have it taken in, put on a load test, make sure that everything's still in operational order, not so that the day you need it, it is operational. And also be aware that, you know, as you do facilities upgrades, you should be looking at, okay, is my standby electrical system big enough to handle the loads that I've added?
6: Right. Jeff, as you said, during a storm is the wrong time to find out if you have issues with your equipment. Another thing people can can do too that that you point out check your is your wiring up to date
2: Yes
7: absolutely it's just there's always something more important that day than going around and checking the poles or checking the wiring looking up seeing if the wires are sagging seeing if you've got a busted support because there's no downtime on a farm it's always go 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 there's always something to do especially this time of year but we are seeing a lot of a lot of rotted off poles where literally the only thing that's holding the pole up is the wire stretching between two buildings or two points
6: Jeff I want to talk about lightning now walk us through how you what lightning does and how do you prevent any issues from that
7: Lightning is a very tricky problem to protect from There is no 100% foolproof way to protect your facility or your house from lightning. It all starts with the grounding system, making sure that your grounds are all tight, that you have a good earth ground everywhere, that everything on the facility is grounded. And then after that, we do a lot with transient voltage surge suppressors, which is a fancy word for a lightning arrestor. Do they work all the time? No, but they're a heck of a lot better than, than the alternative, which is nothing, and they're not that expensive when you put it into the grand scheme of what it's going to cost if instead of this little transient suppression system being there, you literally blow a panel off the wall due to lightning, because we've seen that over and over and over. When lightning hits the utility, there's nothing you can do. I mean, it's just luck of the draw. Where did lightning hit and how close were you to the strike? Did it hit a utility line? Did it hit a tree? Did it hit your harvester? Did it? It all depends where it hit and where it's trying to get to.
6: What about other weather events, Jeff, like heat, flooding, high winds?
7: The high winds kind of sort themselves out every season this time of year with, you know, you start to see your poles moving more than what you ever did if you still have overhead wiring. Well, there's an issue right there that you're probably going to want to address. Heat is a monster issue because nobody notices it, but electricity and heat do not get along. It makes everything a whole lot less efficient unless your system is sized for it.
6: And you mentioned, too, if your breakers are warm, that can be an issue. Can you, can you explain that?
7: A breaker being warm isn't necessarily an issue, but it's a good place to start. And if the main breaker in your panel is warm or a little above what you'd call warm, there's definitely an issue somewhere, whether there's too much electricity draw on that panel or on the system or you've got corroded connections or your service just isn't big enough to handle all the loads that you've added in the last five years.
6: Let's say power does go out. What infrastructure needs to be in place for you to continue operations when you're, when you're out of power?
7: Well, the first and foremost is you have to have an emergency standby system, a, a generator, ready to go. It has to be in working order. The pole top switch or the ronk switch or the site isolation device that transfers power from the utility to your your generator needs to be operational. We see those with busted springs where they will not transfer a lot or bird's nests built in them. After that, it's once again, it's just checking to make sure that everything in the system is not brand new but just ready to go in case it's needed.
6: And Jeff, you point out size matters in this situation. Your generator needs to be able to handle the capacity to run, you know, whether it's feeding equipment, your water system, your ventilation, your milkers. Is there a a specific target people should look out if they're if they're in the market for a generator, you know, what size are they should they be looking at?
2: Oh,
7: it all depends on the size of the facility and what you want to do all at once. I mean, we've got dairy farms that are running on a 100-amp generator, and we've got dairy facilities that are running on a 600-amp generator. It all depends on the size of your facility and what you need to do all at the same time.
6: So make that list, right? Make a list of priorities. Know what you want before you go out and shop, huh?
7: Oh, absolutely. Almost any generating or generator sales company will assist you with making a list of, okay, they'll come out to the farm, they'll check the size on your vacuum pump, your milk pump, your well pump, your cattle feeding system, your ventilation system. Then they'll ask you, okay, what has to run or what do you want to run all at the same time? Do you want it to be truly automatic where you don't even know power is out? And then from there, they can size the generator that you need for your facility.
1: So again... Don't forget, we're focused on the crops right now, but don't forget uh, activities in the barn because with these milk checks, where they are, we certainly don't want to be losing production and uh, being set back a little bit. So, again, check on that auxiliary power. You got the generator? What kind of shape is it in? Make sure you're checking that as well. 28 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll get an update with Mike Dandry here in just a little while for... Dairy breakfast weather over the next couple of days of Saturday and Sunday. Now worried about today, uh, sunny and sixty-nine. It's the weekend we're going to check in, but we got other things to do before we do that. And uh, Morgan's going to join us next. To take a look at some of our news.
2: Wax
1: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get into the newsroom on this Friday morning. Morgan is with us. Morning, Morgan. Did you ever sing in the choir when you were in school? No, you don't want to stand too close to me in the church pew. Oh, no, you That's and I are the sure. same. Well, I still sing in the church. I sing in church. I figure the good Lord gave me this voice. He must want to hear it.
8: That's right. I'm, I'm fine to sing. I'm just saying that uh, there are people that are better equipped to be heard.
1: Oh, there's no <laughs> question about that. I'll never consider myself a singer, but I was just talking earlier about the... The Loyal High School Choir, Yes, they're going to have fun tonight. Did you hear what they're going to be doing? They're going down to Milwaukee. They're going to be singing the national anthem at the Brewers game at American Family Field. And And I was, uh, had to be on that field one time, and they kept, don't talk, don't walk on the grass. Just stay here on the track. Don't, they don't want people on that grass. So I don't know if these guys are going to be lucky enough to stand on the grass. I did... I stepped on it, you know, because when they tell you not to do well, something... Well, the first thing you want to do is do it. touch <laughs> it, yeah. So I did step on the grass. Just so to say it. I, you know, I, I have, I confess my sins of stepping on the grass at American Family Field, but have fun down there tonight. Loyal high school choir, that's great stuff.
8: That is great to represent our area, and if those kids want to come and step on grass without measure, they can come <laughs> to my lawn, because I can tell you right now, we, we don't have it quite as groomed as they do at AmFam Field, Boy, that's for I'll sure. i
1: it's really something. It's really nice. But... All right, we got got uh, other things going on. What's happening?
8: Well, we'll start with those headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. There will be no trial for a man accused in a deadly buggy crash in Taylor County. Skylar Opelt yesterday pleaded no contest to homicide and other charges in that case. Police say he crashed into the back of a buggy. Now, this was last November, killing the mom and injuring nine of her children. Opelt told police he had snorted drugs after the crash so he wouldn't be caught with them. He'll be sentenced in August. Here in Eau Claire, police are letting the public know about a sex offender to be released in the area. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster tells us more.
7: Police in the city say 58-year-old Mark Staff is scheduled to be released from prison next Tuesday, living at a home in the 100 block of Randall Street and will be monitored. Staff is serving time in prison for multiple counts of sexual assault. He'll spend the rest of his life on the state's sex offender registry. I'm John DeMaster. Well,
8: we go to campus as the new UW president says he's going to keep the university's tuition freeze in place. Incoming President Jay Rothman yesterday said he's recommending that undergrad tuition remain flat next year. Tuition for our in-state students at the University of Wisconsin has remained the same for the past 15 years or so, mostly because of lawmaker-imposed tuition freezes at the school. Now, the legislature had ended that freeze last year. So far, the school has not raised those tuition prices. Rothman says he wants to work on diversity at as well and then look at overall student enrollment and it's national donut day if you're looking for an excuse something to dunk in that milk for dairy breakfasts that can be a nice addition and for this story we go to the golden state a woman got more than she bargained for when she brought home a sofa did you ever get anything from craigslist
3: hidden inside one of the sofa cushions was cash a lot of it thirty six thousand dollars Vicki Umodu immediately drove from her home in California's Inland Empire and returned the money to the family who had given her the sofas. The family told her they were liquidating the possessions of a deceased family member and had found more money hidden around the house. They gave Umodu some of the sofa cash back so that she could afford to buy a new refrigerator. I'm Mark Mayfield.
8: I've only ever found old food and the occasional dog toy going through my couch. From here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. I'll
1: be in the, as soon as I get off the air, I'll be in the newsroom because I know Donut Day, you always make homemade donuts because I know it's one of your strengths making donuts, and singing in the kitchen.
8: Yeah, this is why I have these bags under my eyes, because I was up at such a late hour, making sure that they were rising to perfection for you. Hand-frosted, sprinkles.
1: I know, yeah. you usually ask me what I like best, but you didn't this year, so well, I'm looking for the surprise.
8: I can. There is a surprise, and I can tell you what they're filled with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As always, with you around.
8: All yeah, right. All right, thanks, Morgan. Anytime, my friend.
1: There she goes. That's Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. We'll uh, see what kind of stuff Mike has for us in the weather next, but uh, again, don't forget, Fun coming on July
6: 13th. Loyal, Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at FarmTechFest.com. That's FarmTechFest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, Wax Radios, Astro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RC Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance.
2: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Triple Valley Bean bringing us our weather. It was out there yesterday, a success story that they've got a good one too, and we'll tell you about it here in the next few days. But before that, We've got to get to uh, Mike Dandry over in the Skywarn 13 weather room. And, Mike, they're having breakfast in Marshfield, and what a beautiful morning for it.
5: Couldn't ask for a better morning, maybe just a couple degrees warmer. But aside from that, I I think that we're okay in that regard.
1: Oh, they're eating inside, so not a problem.
5: Yeah, well, I guess you have climate control in there, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, you sure do. (laughs) But the question is, a lot of them tomorrow and a lot of breakfast on Sunday get us caught up.
5: Well, going into uh, today, we'll have uh, just another great day, sunny and low 70s for our highs. Now, tonight, that's when we'll have a chance at uh, some of those clouds rolling in. Now, more recent models are pushing back our chances of showers to later in the day and pushing them a little further south, too. So I think Mother Nature and I must have come to some sort of an agreement uh, because we have... A chance of Eau Claire being on the northern fringe of it, but uh, we may have a few breaks in the clouds, otherwise mainly cloudy conditions for the air show tomorrow. I know that's something that a lot of people are looking forward to, so may want to bring that rain gear just in case, but I do think the better chance at some of those showers going to hang out a little bit further towards the south. Otherwise, not quite as warm tomorrow, getting into the mid-60s, four-hour highs. And then tomorrow night, that's when we have a little bit of a better chance at showers. Again, most of the heavier stuff is going to stick a little further towards some of our southern counties, but still mainly cloudy going into tomorrow. Lows dipping to around the 50-degree mark. And uh, by Sunday, we start to clear out a little bit, partly sunny conditions. Low 70s for our highs once again. Sticking with partly cloudy for Sunday night. Otherwise, getting into the upper 40s for our lows. And then going into the start of next week, we're drying out for the first few days. And then by Wednesday, that's when we have another chance at some showers, and we cool it off. Most of those days are going to hang out in the upper 60s and low 70s. Not really much change in terms of our temperatures. Then Thursday, we'll have uh, mostly sunny conditions and temperatures in the low 70s once again. Right now, it's a beautiful start to the morning, a little on the chilly side, but otherwise, that's really our only gripe, temperature of 48 degrees
1: was oh, 53 a little while ago
5: just a little while ago but those clear conditions helped uh, get us a little bit cooler because we don't quite have that peak sunshine just yet even though the sun came up about uh What, 14 minutes ago, specifically?
1: Uh, When's it going to be 80?
5: (laughs) That's going to be a little while. (laughs) It's June, man. I know. I think that uh, we all kind of want that. But you know what? There are studies done that most people agree that temperatures in the 70s are comfortable. So even though some of us probably want that 80-degree weather for June to get out on the lake and enjoy just outdoor activities, I still think 70s, a little comfortable, right?
1: Oh, it's beats 30 that's for sure
5: yeah especially if you got some outdoor work to do you know
1: but it's summer in wisconsin man we gotta (laughs) get some heat
5: yeah, I suppose you're right. Hey, hey, have a good weekend, Mike. You too, Bob. We'll talk to you soon.
1: We'll be there. There's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather on WAC. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist, Ben, a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. The crack
2: of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, it's a Friday morning, 48 degrees
1: now, and uh, looking for a high of 70. in Ron Kind, our third district congressman, was in yesterday, and he's just gotten back from some trips over to Europe. He was over in Brussels and London, talking, of course, to the EU and talking to London leaders and English politicians and those because of this Brexit deal. What's going to happen? between uh, Ireland and Northern Ireland, which is, uh, you know, part of the English crown, Northern Ireland. And in the EU, is open borders. If you're not with the EU, you don't have open borders. So they're going to put gates and fences back up between Ireland and Northern Ireland. They're trying to avoid that. But uh, we'll hear from him uh, coming up uh, pretty soon in a few days about what that all means as far as trade. But uh, a story that came out of Reuters... This morning, or yesterday morning, actually, Russia has sent its ally, Syria, an estimated 100,000 tons of wheat stolen from Ukraine since invading the country. That's according to the Ukrainian embassy in Beirut, describing the shipments as criminal activity. In a statement to Reuters, the embassy said the shipments include one aboard the Matros Posdychik, a russian flag vessel, which docked at Syria's main seaport in late May and data from these uh, news organizations showed that ship loading a wheat loading wheat at the port of Sevastopol in Crimea annexed by Russia from Ukraine back in 2014 with a May 19 departure date and the discharge location given as Syria and uh, satellite images on May 29 showed the same vessel docked at that port in Syria. But uh, that's a lot. hundred 100,000 tons of wheat stolen from Ukraine. Ukraine's embassy in Lebanon, citing Ukrainian law enforcement, alleged the grain aboard the Matros had been stolen from Ukrainian storage facilities in areas newly occupied by Russian forces. And, of course, the Russian defense ministry denies all this, but... uh, as they said from the embassy, the Ukrainian embassy, the wheat is stolen from a facility that combines wheat from three Ukrainian regions into one batch. They say this is criminal activity. But uh, how much is that worth? $40 million. And, of course, that all hurts the Ukrainian economy. And so it's, uh, it's not good, obviously, what's going on there. But another example of, of uh, Vladimir Putin. Hitler with a, He's Hitler with a nuclear bomb, and that's what's scary. All right, well, let's get back to some of our farm news. as We're coming up on 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. But you got to be aware of what's going on in this world because it is not good. Wisconsin has World Dairy Expo, but Iowa has World Pork Expo, and the pork world will come together next week at the Iowa State Fairgrounds in Des Moines. The show will run from Wednesday through Friday the 8th through the 10th. The event is put on by the National Pork Producers Council. It will feature hundreds of exhibitors and many workshops by pork experts from all over the country and all over the world. Not sure if they're having breed shows, or I'm sure there'll be live hogs on the grounds, obviously, but as far as any real competition or uh, just a a show, World Dairy Expo, obviously, is a cattle competition, but uh, World Pork Expo down at the Iowa State Fairgrounds next week, Wednesday through Friday, in Des Moines, and again, uh, Brent is here. We're going to get to him. We've got markets to get to. It's a busy morning as always here at Wax Wax One
2: Hundred Four Point Five and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: All right, let's get to some of our market information, and we go first of all to the Equity L Tuna Barn, where of course. They had a sale yesterday and here's Jim Lindsay to tell us all
9: about it. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.15 dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty six. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar ten to a dollar thirty-four. High yielding choice and prime holstein steers a dollar twenty-five to a dollar thirty-three. We had a, an extreme top of a dollar thirty-eight. Choice holstein steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty-four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, a dollar fourteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy-four to eighty five. We had a top of eighty-six. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty nine to seventy three. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty eight and down. Organic market on Tuesday, eighty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty five to a We had a top of a dollar nine and a half. Bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty four and down. Cold bulls sold from seventy to a dollar. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety-five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from seventy to one hundred and forty dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to two hundred and forty-five dollars per head. We do sell organic cattle on Tuesdays at the El Tuna Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is June 3rd, starting at noon. We are expecting 200 to 250 head of cattle for that sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions... How to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale. Feel free to give us a call at 715 835 3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the L-Twin Market. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax
1: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we've got more markets to get to. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us from the Equity Stratford Barn. Good morning, Jerry. you going to. Have Fork Will travel over to Marshfield this morning? Yeah, we'll uh, finish up
4: here, and yeah, we'll be over there a little bit later on this right. morning. But what a gorgeous, what a gorgeous day for a breakfast. The sun's coming up real nice, and yeah. uh, i have to wear a little jacket, though. It's uh, 49 degrees, but that's not too bad.
1: No, it's not. That's right. That's a good morning out there. Well, wrap up the week at Stratford.
4: I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Thursday. Hi, on this past week here at Equity Stratford, we'll start out with the cow market on the close yesterday, higher yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's auction, selling from 72 to 86. Uh, we did top out this week on the cow market at 93 and a half. Uh, most of the cows this week were selling between 58 and 71, thinner cows, plainer cows below 55. Bull trade this week, better quality bulls, mostly from 90 to 105, lighter bulls, 85 and below. Fed cattle trade, uh, most of those were sold on Wednesday with the choice grading Holstein steers. Selling from 110 to 122, high yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 123 up to a top of 132 on strictly prime cattle and select grading cattle under finished cattle a 105 below on the organic market this week, uh, higher yielding organic cows mostly from 91 to 105, and uh, now we'll get into the uh, calf market. Uh, Mostly steady market all week on the bull calves, good quality, 9,230-pound bull calves, selling from 90 to 175, extreme top in the bulls this week at 215. Heifer calves, mostly from 30 to 50, a few up to 70 earlier in the week. And good quality beef calves, 175 to 320, uh, those topped at 365, that also earlier in the week. And just taking a peek next week, we will be back to a normal four-day schedule next week at Equity Stratford Year. And, of course, that means Monday will be our next auction. Our next dairy cattle auction will be next Tuesday. Next hay and straw sale also next Tuesday. Next your cattle sale is next Wednesday. And we do have some special sales coming up in here in um, June for uh, dairy and for uh, uh beef cattle, uh, so you can take a look at that at the website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page. So, Bob, that's what we have for the folks this morning, and before we leave, uh, I do want to offer our congratulations, especially to our Edgar girls who made it, Edgar softball team made it to the state, I believe Thorpe also, Thorpe
1: and uh, Thorpe I know that- also there.
4: Yeah, I know there are a few other ones. We don't want to miss those. But uh, anyway, Bob, we'll maybe catch you later. We'll be over at breakfast a little later on this morning.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford sale barn. What? Brent's here this morning. We'll talk to Brent in just a little while. Brent Wink, of course. But before we do that, uh, the markets, they were mixed on the Board of Trade yesterday. And overnight, uh, July corn down a fraction, seven twenty-nine at short time this morning. Oats up a nickel at six fifty-eight. And the wheat up nine at ten sixty seven. July soybeans are down four to five, but still at seventeen twenty four a bushel. Soybean meal down a dollar thirty at four thirteen eighty. Country elevator prices: Doomer's Grain, Holman, Buck Country, and Arcadia corn six ninety five. The beans at sixteen eighty nine today. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville corn six seventy. Soybeans sixteen seventy two. On our DTN screen, a golden plump corn today is seven fourteen a bushel at uh, Baldwin. 662 on the corn, 1667 on the beans. Durant is 662 and 1657. Mondovi is 662 and 1662 on the soybeans. Lots of sixes here. Elmwood corn today, 667. Beans, 1667. At Fall Creek, 651 and 1652. And at Corn is 671 being 1667. Elk Mound, Corn 671 being 1671. Sparta 670 and 1675. Ellsworth 651 and 1642 at the ethanol plants. Corn at Boyceville 714. Stanley 681 to Richmond 678. Barrel cheese down 2 and 3 quarters at 227 and a half. The blocks unchanged at 224 and 3 quarters. Butter up 4 and a half, 293 and a half. Class 3, June down 13 at 24.32, July up 3 at 24.73, August up 4 at 24.49, September up 9 at 24.36, October up 6 at 24.18. It's Friday morning, that means Brent is with us, Brent Wink, as we cover the crops. Brought to you by Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land Lakes. Good morning, sir. Good morning, how are you doing this morning? Good. How much work did you get done? Are you done on your farm yet or not?
0: We did. We finally finished last night with corn and soybeans and hay, and this was just a really crazy week with just everything going on yep. on a lot of farms and i look or look around and there's a lot of tillage and hay and just everything
1: thrown at us didn't have any bugs though the wind's blowing so hard they wouldn't they couldn't land it, well
0: it's it, it is i heard you mention that earlier it seems mm-hmm. like it's been blowing all spring but it really it took that wind to kind of get stuff dried out oh, yeah. And yeah. get these crops and certainly hay was made in record speed so i guess we'll take it now if Next week, the wind can get turned down and the temperature's turned up, but it's been cool, too. A lot of... That's what I was talking with Mike de- Dandry earlier. Yeah, a lot of delayed emergence, but yeah, just so to wrap up... So what does up, that
1: mean as you look at the crops? What do you got?
0: Yeah, to wrap up the week here, we, we actually we, we still put in, uh, or still we're putting in, or are putting in test plots. And this will be a kind of a, a good year uh, to kind of see some of those challenges. So we had three of our larger plots that went in, not the answer plots, but... Uh, Test plots out on farms, good replicated data. So we had one in Barron County, Polk County, and St. Croix County this week that we had put in. And we're still planting uh, corn varieties from 82-day to 102-day. So, again, it's going to be really neat to see, you know, the impact of late planting uh, versus still sticking with full season maturities versus the early season. So depending on the kind of growing season we have throughout the year, we should have some good data to come And take a look at uh, this fall when we get those harvested so instead of just looking at these that go in in those ideal conditions so a few of the other things i had going on just out looking you know people are finishing up planting and we're having some issues with replants so i I looked at several different soybean replant situations and it seems like every year with uh crusting you know we, we plant and the, that soil kind of crusts over and beans kind of struggle to emerge and so just looking at it and assessing that. So just wanted to talk a few figures this morning. When you look at final stand on 30 inch rows kind of the low end where we want to see is if you have 5 plants per uh, foot of row so you count out your per feet of row you have 5 plants that leaves you around 80,000 plants per acre on those same 30 inch rows if you had 8 plants you're at 140,000. That's just just fine. So anything within that range on our 15-inch row spacing, if you had three plants per foot of row, you're down around 100 to 105,000 plants per acre. And if you're counting out five plants average per foot of row, you're up in that 170,000. So again, that's kind of a, a nice range that we definitely wouldn't even think about replanting anything at that stage. And just just uh, one other thing on that, replanting a full stand today is kind of the equivalent to about a 50% original stand from uh, about the 10th of May. So you really kind of have to analyze that and take a look at your crop, work with your agronomist; They kind of have these charts of when it's best to replant, when it's not. Some guys, they talk about trying to seed in some additional soybeans, and that kind of can present some challenges as well because come harvest now, you've got a crop that's mature, you've got that delayed stuff that you seeded in, so sometimes that can cause some of the issues. So soybeans are extremely resilient in most cases, replants or seeding in additional just isn't warranted. So again, work with your agronomist on that, but we definitely did see kind of an increase of that this season. Then just lastly, the hay, the alfalfa came off. I really like to see probably
1: alfalfas coming off. There's still a that's, lot. That's that's true. That's still that's, a that's lot true. Out there. There's still
0: a lot out there. As that's coming off, yeah, I really like to see about 2 to 300 pounds of potash broadcast after first crop. 50 pounds of ammonium sulfate or calcium sulfate to get some sulfur on that uh, crop early on in the season, and then 8 pounds of boron. So make sure we feed the crop. First crop ended up being a pretty nice crop, and the stuff that's still out there is growing really nice. Uh, So definitely want to make sure that we feed that and reward that crop. So that wraps up the week, Bob.
1: Very good, sir. And hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate. We can make more progress and report on that next week. Going to breakfast any place this weekend? Well, or... I was
0: kind of salivating as you were listing <laughs> off the list. I might have to sneak up to Barron tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah, I think I want to get up there, too, to Yeah, the, up to the dairy. So if you're buying, I'll, I'll be there. I'll meet you there. <laughs> Brent Wake with us again on a Friday morning during the planting, growing, and harvesting season. Covering the crops, brought to you by Winfield United. The Ag Division of Land o Lakes. Nice day today. Sunny. 70. Right now it's 48. Get out and enjoy a dairy breakfast this weekend.
2: You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovie, And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadop. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.